Welcome to Awakening Today. This is our twice-a-week resource where we provide you encouragement and guidance in your Bible reading plan, available at awakeningchurch.com. My name is Chris. This is the week of April 5th. Together as a church, we read Job 41 and 42, Psalm 1, and Proverbs 23 to 26. We're so glad you're with us. I want to start today by acknowledging just the sovereignty of God. It's been so interesting walking through Job these last couple of weeks with you guys. And, you know, we talked about this when we stood by our James series on Sunday. We had this series planned months ago and then realized, wow, these passages are so um, important in this unique and strange time of suffering our world is going through with the coronavirus. Well, likewise, the Bible reading plan was orchestrated a long time ago. And to be sitting in Job for these last couple of weeks has really been helpful um, for me. And I hope it's been helpful for you. This week, we conclude Job with chapters 41 and 42, where we hear God's final word onto Job's life. And then Job's reply to God. This happens in chapter 42, when Job answers the Lord. Chapter 42, verse 1, says, Then Job answered the Lord. You remember last week, you read um, the Lord's incredible response to Job, which was large, majestic, and transformative, saying, Where were you when I was you know, creating the world? And Job's smallness was really a great gift. And also God's presence with him in his suffering was a great gift to Job. Well, here we have the reply in chapter 42. Uh, this is verse 2. I know that you can do all things, Job says, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. That's Job 42, 1 through 3. What happens here? Job comes to the end of himself. Job comes to the end of his knowledge. Job comes to the end of his wisdom. Strangely, at the end of his wisdom is the beginning of God's. It's right when we're at the end of ourselves, when we have nothing left right when we have no more comments, when our opinions are squelched in the light of God's word, that's really when God thunders and when his relationship with us increases and when our faith begins. You see, if you're feeling at the end of yourself, the good news is that you're right at the beginning of your relationship with God. Right when we end, God begins. Right when our words fall to silence, God's word starts to speak. And Job repents of this. What does he repent of? He re- it says that he repents in dust and ashes, which is a cultural way of physically symbolizing the pain that came with renouncing your ways. Repentance is a turning. And this is precisely what Job did. He turned. But what is he repenting of? Because it's important throughout Job it continues to say that he did not sin. So what is he repenting of? Well, in this remark, 
Job 42, 1 through 3, we see that he's repenting of his ability to believe that he can comprehend the ways and wisdom of God. To go through suffering well, we must submit ourselves to the ways and wisdom of God. Living a good life is not living a life free of suffering. Living a good life is about a life that withstands suffering. Job's story, again, we've talked about is in the wisdom literature. And all the wisdom literature kind of talks to each other. That Job talks to Proverbs. Proverbs talks to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes talks to Psalms. Psalms talks to the Song of Songs. All of these books are interacting with each other. We talked about Tim Mackey's um, analogy that these are like friends at a pub, kind of kicking around existential philosophy and theology. And all these friends speaking to one another, when we read all of them, we find wisdom. When I think about Job and a righteous man's suffering, I really do think about Psalm 1. I think Psalm 1 has a beautiful conversation with Job, chapter 42. Because we realize what a righteous life is. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He, this righteous person, is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Psalm 1 is about the life of a righteous person being able to withstand. It says that he's like a tree planted by streams of water. And in verse 3, I think it's important to note, it says that the tree yields its fruit in its season. In its season. You see, I think a lot of us want to have a fruitful life year-round. But the Bible says that a righteous life is not manufactured. You know, one of the problems with living in this country in this day and age is we're kind of far away from agricultural experiences, aren't we? We can buy a tomato any time of the year. We could buy strawberries any time of the year. This isn't true for many people throughout the world who live by seasons, and certain fruit yields during certain seasons, and your diet changes across the seasons because of what's available to you. I think many of us want a grocery store Christianity. We want to be able to get the fruit any time of day, any moment of the day. We want to be able to walk in at 2 a.m. on a Thursday night and get a ripe tomato, fresh avocado. This isn't the way life works, the Bible says. This is why we're told the story of Job and why Job repents. As Job realizes, this isn't my season of yielding fruit. And I've uttered things too wonderful for me. And a righteous person is not exempt from suffering. To be yielding fruit in its season, we have to realize that good trees are not exempt from difficult seasons. Likewise, good people are not exempt from difficult seasons. To be righteous in Scripture is to have right relationship with God, self, others, and creation. 
This is the life we enter into in knowing Jesus Christ. We receive his righteousness, and his righteousness bears fruit in our lives. But this doesn't mean we won't be exempt from anything like Job, anything like the coronavirus. We are not exempt from suffering. Rather, the righteousness of God lives in us like a tree well planted by streams of water. In our season, we will yield fruit, but we will also be pruned, and we will also go through storms. But we will be rooted near streams of living water to constantly receive the nourishment we need because we are rooted in Christ, rooted and built up in Jesus, knowing God and knowing him forever. Job teaches us a righteous life is not a life without suffering. A righteous life is one so rooted in God that it can withstand suffering. And so may you, friends, withstand this difficult season. May we find our roots to be connected to streams of living water. And may we not live grocery store Christian lives, but Christian lives that are trees by living streams of water. And may this word into your life encourage your faith and your journey with Jesus this week. Grace and peace to you. We love you guys. Thank you.